This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Pressure 
Welcome to the show, Kahukura Whanau. We love having you on board. You're tuned in to the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fab Rainbow Whanau. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatāpui, queer, whawhawhine, kaiwhine, bi, all the fabulousness in between. And of course, outside of those scopes, because fluidity is where it's at. Multicolours under that fabulous rainbow. You can live stream and podcast us if you miss us on Fridays at 5 uh, on your free FM dial. So you can go to freefm.org.nz, tune in app, accessradio.org, Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. Tuia Ngāreo o te Hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community, our glit fab, fabulous community. Afternoon, evening on the show. Our theme is Multicoloured Us. So I've picked out scopes from across the multicolours that is us and I'm sharing it with you this evening. So on our lineup, we've got what's hot and happening for your coming weekend in Aotearoa. Pinkwashing, our brands out there cashing in on our rainbow pride. The pink pound or the pink dollar. Rowan Ellis from YouTube explores this cope up corridor. Under the spotlight, that's highlighting a person within our community, Lesbian Legacy, Radcliffe Hall. We'll tell more a little bit later. And first up is inspiring gay speeches. So I wanted to just share some positivity because let's face it, things are terribly fun for a lot of us whanau out there, even without COVID. So I just want to highlight, share some inspirational kōrero uh, to kickstart those good feels um, and kick such a weekend so that's what's hot and happening on the show of course we've got beats peppered through there we've got a bit of here we got uh, fkj and masego that's a really interesting um, song a uh, beat tadao wiza give it all that's uh, a busty beat up in there shahida aspara featuring sarita and dub fx radiant star really liking that jam feels like a summertime jam and Celeste Lovers Back. So that's our lineup for the show. You've got Lady H on your mic. We love having you on board, whether you're in Aotearoa or across international waters. No maharamai, no my hoki mai. Let's get into the goodness that is multicolored us. Inspiring gay speeches. So, first, proud to be, celebrate brave voices this Pride. So, that was a hashtag, and that was for Pride 2018. The next one we've got up is uh, hashtag proud to create. So our innovators, our creators in the art film sector. And hashtag proud to play. So wanted to share those. Let's get into the inspiration. We've been taught that silence would save us, but it won't. I can't live my life straight because you're straight. I can't. I just gotta live my life for me and do it for me because this is my life. I've done my hair down. I've worn the dresses. I've done things that aren't natural to me to please other people. I was told to wipe off my makeup and be a boy. What they should have told me was to be myself. If other people aren't comfortable, that is not your problem. That is their problem. I want to tell other queer people that it is okay to be yourself. We won't stand for hatred. LGBTQ plus people are strong and resilient. We're not going to go away. 
it's so important that we keep fighting for the right to be who we are, the right to love whoever we want to love. Like all civil rights movements that have gone before, we're not going to give up. I'm still a proud gay man, okay? We have to be out and proud and visible where we can for the people where they can't. I live pride every single day. Refuse to ever give up. What do we do? Stand up, fight back! 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 Los amamos. Puro ya hizo. Matemítene. I love you. Stay strong. Hashtag proud to be. Celebrate brave voices and pride. Stunning. You should see the clip. It's so inspirational. Anywho, let's go to the next one. Stay tuned. There is nobody in the media that is exactly like me, yet there are hundreds of people that relate a lot to me. Yeah, I've been told to tone it down. And now I take it stool. I'm a queer person. I am so powerful. Young people who are shaping their identities through digital media, through performance, through dance. It's alive, you know what I mean? And it goes a little something like this. That's what I'm doing with my work. I'm trying to create hope. I'm trying to represent lesbian, queer, and transgender culture with my work. Our queerness is the reason why we are created. It's not just a side thing. Oh, they're an amazing artist, but they just happen to be queer. We are amazing because we are queer. Sort of encourage each other to create the kind of future that we want to see and to come together because that's the only way really we're simply changing the world hashtag proud to create flat out i want to share another one Sport has the power to change the world. It has the power to unite people in a way that little s does. Jason Collins is the first male player from a major team sport to announce that he is gay. I'm dating a guy and I couldn't be happier. I'm Michael Sam. I'm a football player and I'm gay. Robbie Rogers now breaking yet another barrier. All the support has been overwhelming. Because of you, there's a little boy playing basketball right now who knows that he can be who he is and play the sport that he loves. When you look back on these years, you will see a time in which we put a stop 
to discrimination against gays and lesbians. You have to be brave to step forward and declare to the rest of the world, this is who I am. Dentro do campo, não existe espaço para o preconceito e discriminação. Somente a arte de jogar. Live your life the way you want to live. Não importa quem você ama, o que importa é fazer gol. Being gay in sports doesn't change the way you play the game. Sport unites us. Let's support a world where every athlete can be proud of who they are. It's important to be proud to play. Jogue com orgulho. I'm proud to play. Jogue com orgulho. Jogue com orgulho. I'm proud to play. Jogue com orgulho. This is the biggest moment in sports. It's our time to make a difference and show the world that every athlete can be proud to play. Sport can create hope where once there was only despair. Support a world where every athlete can be proud to hashtag play. Flat out fun. I hope you enjoyed that. Let's go to a beat now. Ooh, inspiring, all right. Our beat is Celeste. Love is back. Flat out. Stay tuned. More on your show coming up. Love is back. Love is back. Love is back.
you're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via the TuneIn app, accessradio.org, Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out, you've got Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. That last beat there was by Celeste, and the song is Lovers Back. Hope you enjoyed those inspirational kōrero, hashtag proud to be, to create, to play, from the Pride 2018. Next up, we've got under the spotlight, lesbian legacy, Radcliffe Hall. Really, really interesting story, so I want to tell you more. Radcliffe Hall was more than a lesbian trailblazer. She was ahead of her time. This part of the story is brought to you by CurveMag.com. When discussing the topic of lesbian history, it would be impossible not to mention the incomparable Margaret Radcliffe Hall. She is, without a doubt, one of the most heralded and memorable figures in all of lesbian culture. Her novel, The Well of Loneliness, should be a required reading. Hall was born in England in the late 1800s and is widely recognised as a trailblazing writer and poet. She was unapologetic about her sexuality and wore it like a badge of honour, which was unheard of in the early 20th century. In short, Hall was ahead of her time. She was also quite the charmer and was involved in more than one scandalous affair in her lifetime. It is understandable why Hall's legacy is synonymous with tales of romance, heroism and seduction. She oozed lesbian and gender-bending confidence during a time when the rest of us would have hidden in the closet, fearing ridicule and backlash. This is part of what makes Hall so intriguing. The other part is her writing. Hall wrote a handful of novels, but The Well of Loneliness is the most recognisable and, sadly, her only work of lesbian fiction. The plot revolves around a single main character, Stephen Gordon, who is painted as a lesbian with masculine traits and tendencies. Though it is not sexually explicit, the novel's subject matter was not well received by any means. It was banned in the United Kingdom and many copies were destroyed. Eventually, it was published in the United States after a long and tangled court battle. While there were many, many notable quotes from The Well of Loneliness, this one is perhaps the most profound in terms of homosexuality. You're neither unnatural nor abominable nor mad. You're as much a part of what people call nature as anyone else, only you're unexplained as yet. You have not got your niche in creation. Hall's legacy continues to be honoured by the lesbian community in a variety of ways. There have been books written about her and her life, pen names of authors using a play on her name, and clubs, organisations, bands, and community groups named after her. The Analysis of her work and writing is also endless. The Pink Paper listed Hall at number 16 in a top 500 lesbian and gay hero heroines list. In their list, so Curve Mag, she'd definitely be in the top five, perhaps even number one. 
Mm, nice. Now, in terms of her background, she was the second child of Radcliffe Hall and Mary Jane Sager, uh, born on the 12th of August, 1880, um, in Bournemouth. The death of her elder sister in infancy left her as an only child. Uh, her parents divorced in 83, and she really saw her father thereafter and was unloved by her volatile mother, unfortunately. Uh, Mum remarried in 1980, and then the mother's third husband was Alberto Vicetti, a professor of singing at the Royal College of Music. Despite showing a precocious musical talent, she received scant encouragement from her stepfather, um, although he did seem to approach her in a sexual manner. Her education was fitful, and she remained a chronic bad speller, apparently. At 21, she inherited a large sum of money um, that was left in a trust by her grandfather, Charles Radcliffe Hall. As a lesbian, she lived with the singer Mabel Veronica Batten, who was 25 years her senior until she passed in 1916. Not long afterwards, she began a relationship with Una Elena Trowbridge, a talented sculptor. Now, she was married to Admiral Ernest Trowbridge, and Radcliffe Hall sued him for libel after he described her as a grossly immoral woman. Now, according to her biographer, believing herself a man trapped in a woman's body, she liked to actually be called John, assumed a male persona, uh, her father's name actually, and cultivated a strikingly masculine appearance, sporting cropped hair, monocles, bow ties, smoking jackets and pipes. A woman's best place, she proclaimed, was in the home. Now she had enough money to live in leisure, but she decided to take up writing and publish several novels, including The Forge, The Unlit Lamp, A Saturday Life, uh, several volumes of her, all her poetry, her fourth novel, uh, Adam's Breed, and that was a bestseller and won two prestigious literary uh, prizes. The Femina V, I don't even know how to say that, and James Tate Black. In 1928, uh, Redcliffe published the novel The Well of Loneliness, as we have heard, uh, about the subject of lesbianism. Now, her publisher, that was Jonathan Cape, argued on the book jacket that in England hitherto the subject has not been treated frankly outside the regions of scientific textbooks, but that its social consequences qualify a broader and more general treatment is likely to be the opinion of thoughtful and cultured people. Hmm, nice. So a few people argued over that, didn't like that. The Sunday Express argued in order to prevent the contamination and corruption of English fiction, it is the duty of the critic to make it impossible for any other novelist to repeat this outrage. I say deliberately that this novel is not fit to be sold by any bookseller or to be borrowed from any library. So uh, lots of copies were destroyed and that literary merit presented no grounds for defence. The publisher agreed to withdraw the novel and proofs intended for a publisher in France were seized in 1928. So that was the last chance she got to write, unfortunately. However, she did get some support. Maud Royden, a woman preacher, gave passionate support for the book. A sermon on the subject was published in the Gould Hall Monthly, and she says, I feel bound to say that I find it difficult to understand why an 
official who permits the publication of books so filthy that it soils the mind to read them and the publication of plays in which everything that is connected with sex is degraded in which marriage and adultery alike are treated as though they were rather a nasty joke should have fastened on this particular book as being unfit for us to read i do not desire that those other books or plays should be suppressed i have no faith at all in that way of dealing with evil it is better to concentrate our efforts on trying to be interested in something that is good than to take a shortcut to virtue by repressing what is evil and uh, Radcliffe replied, may I take this opportunity of telling you how much your support of the Will of Learners has meant to its author during the past months of government persecution. I wrote the book in order to help a very much misunderstood and therefore unfortunate section of society and to feel that a leader of thought like yourself had extended to me your understanding was and still is a source of strength and encouragement. Stunning, eh? Nice. So after The Well of Loneliness, she wrote, they wrote, The Master of the House, Miss Ogilvie, don't know how to say that, sorry, finds herself, The Sixth uh, Beautitude, and yep, still got backlash. She continued to live with Una Elena Trobich, then fell in love with a Russian nurse, Eugene Soline, in 1934 they both all three of them lived together in Florence yeah at on the outbreak of the Second World War Redcliffe uh, Tolbridge and Soline left Italy and settled in Devon unfortunately Hall developed bowel cancer and passed on the 7th of October in 43 uh, she was buried at Highgate Cemetery before her death, Hall changed her will, leaving everything to Trowbridge, including the copyrights to her works. In her new will, she asked Trowbridge to make such provision for our friend Eugene, as in her absolute discretion she may consider right. Trowbridge only provided Celine with a small allowance. What do you know? Man, that's quite a story. Imagine her biography, eh, Farno? That is... Radcliffe Hall under the spotlight. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's get into a beat. The song is Sahida Aspara featuring Sarita and Dub FX Radiant Star. Yes, yes, yes. Stay with me. Sister Sarita, Dub FX and Sahida Apsara now. Radiant Star. Whoa! Some people judge behind your back and then they call you a friend Some are good at pretending and then they do it again Some people poison there before you and you're gonna get burned Little flower, it's about time that you learn That your life is blessed, your vibe is fresh And negativity is toxic if you let them crash into your temple Your holy temple Yeah. 
person is the thief of self-worth And you've been worthy since before your birth One of a kind, ooh, you know you are So please never let them get you down Let your light shine, ooh, you golden star The world needs you now more than ever One of a kind, ooh, you know you are So please never let them get you down Let your light shine Bringing together the voices of our rainbow community. Flat out, you're on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. You got Lady H on your mic for your Funky Friday. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glit Fair Rainbow Fano. That last beat there was Sahira Espara featuring Sarita and Dub FX Radiant Star. What did you think of that beat, Fano? Yeah, kind of nice, eh? Kind of nice. Anyhow, we're going to go into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. And now we're on to pinkwashing. Are the brands cashing in on Rainbow Pride? What do you reckon, Farno? Rowan Ellis from YouTube explores this kaupapa kōrero. I want to share this with you. Have a listen. Tell me what you think. Send us anything that you want to, want to share about your thoughts on pinkwashing. Uh, we're on uh, Flat Out Pride on Bookface, or you can email us on flatourpride at hotmail.com. Tune in, have a listen. More and more we've seen a rise in support for Pride from mainstream businesses. And this year is definitely no exception. We see brands having rainbows splashed over their normal advertising or selling products specifically linked to Pride. Now on the surface this may seem like an amazing thing that's happening. Surely it's a good thing that these brands are being so open in their support. Surely this kind of mainstreaming acceptance is exactly what we want. Surely it's a good thing that a teenager could walk off the street into a high street shop and buy something that made them feel known and seen in a way they hadn't before. Does it really matter about the intentions or the story behind it? Well, perhaps. This idea of brands co-opting pride to sell products is reasonably controversial. For some people it's difficult to see this as anything other than a cynical publicity stunt trying to gain access to the pink pound rather than something which is genuinely going to change anything. Personally I don't necessarily think the answer lies in either extreme. What I think is important is that we ask some questions about the brands and the campaigns that they're running instead. Number one, 
the product. Sometimes this is a literal product you can buy and sometimes this is just the general advertising to do with the brand that they've slapped a rainbow on. And I think we need to ask some questions around what exactly that campaign is doing. For example, is the campaign explicitly about LGBTQ plus people or is it kind of like more of a general advertising campaign for the brand that has some very generic message about like love is good and for specific products um let's take clothing as an example because it's all well and good to say just slap a rainbow on something but if these particular pride ranges are just replicating the issues that we see in the wider fashion industry is it truly this inclusive kind of outreach that it's meant to be for example is the advertising gender neutral? Do the clothes come in a full range of sizes? Are they inclusive designs that aren't limited to the gender and sexual binaries? Were they designed by LGBTQ plus designers? Are they, you know, affordable in any way, shape or form? Gucci, I'm looking at you. The idea being if these companies truly wanted to celebrate the community, they'd engage with the community enough to know what kinds of things might be an issue for them when they're buying clothes normally and, you know, not do those things. Basically, does it seem like it's just a money grab that's taking advantage of a community that feels so unseen that one tiny flash of rainbow tie-dye makes us scramble for our fanny packs and dungarees to get out that loose change? So I picked clothing as a first example because I think that's kind of obvious. It allows people to feel seen. It is something that people wear every day. Um, but there are other products that are also being kind of jumped on with this bandwagon. You know, rainbow bottle openers, rainbow toilet roll, do these things really do anything for the community if they're not also working within the community to do some good outside of the product itself? I think we need to ask questions about whether we think being mainstream is the goal and if it is, whether this actually achieves it or whether it's just select products at a very certain time of year. So question section number two, the profits, namely, where do they go? Does any money go to LGBTQ plus causes? And if so, how much? Or is it a very vague, like, partnering with situation in which that information isn't actually given out publicly. Also, are those LGBTQ plus designers getting paid fairly for their work? Basically, if brands are not paying any of that money towards LGBTQ plus organisations, non-profits, charities, then they're profiting from a community without giving anything back, uh, especially because it's a community that does have a lot of causes that you might need to donate to. You know, what with like the increased risk of homelessness and drug dependency and bullying in schools and also legal restrictions all over the world. Question section number three, the principle. I hope you appreciate that I've done peas for all of these. This was not intentional, but for the good of Pride Month, we're gonna run with it. Principle. Are companies that are otherwise homophobic or transphobic for the rest of the year doing these publicity stunts? Because I think then it's it feels fairly clear that we can call them publicity stunts. Are companies doing the work all throughout the year, having inclusiveness training for staff, having non-transphobic um, policies in regards to restrooms and changing rooms? Are they using inclusive and diverse models in campaigns? Are they including gay and trans people in like, any of their campaigns that they're running for the rest of the year? The way that these products are so often linked to Pride and Pride Month in particular means often they aren't available for the rest of the year. And I think we do have to ask if it is that this is a sign that we are so included and so accepted and so mainstream now, like why isn't it actually mainstream for the rest of the year too? Personally, I think that like rainbow stuff can make people feel very seen and very included and bring a lot of joy to people who will just walk in off the street to somewhere that has a pride display. And though I can see the argument that there are some which don't go far enough to explicitly be LGBT and I'm also sort of like, oh, a straight person could wander in and see this and be like, oh, love is good. 
I believe love is good, that's for me. But I do think it's kind of useful in a way that it allows people who are still closeted or questioning to wear those products and internally know what it means, but not out themselves externally. So I don't even have a problem with that necessarily. Personally, I think some of these products are cute as hell. I know a lot of people who are gonna buy them and I think that's totally fine. But I don't think it's mutually exclusive that we can also question and call out these companies that are doing this thing once a year. I don't think it's indicative of the idea that suddenly it's all rainbows and sunshine and inclusivity when for the rest of the year that isn't a value that they're necessarily upholding. So what do you think about products and pride? Love to hear your thoughts and until I see you next time. Bye. What do you reckon, Vano? Some of the products are just displaying once a year? Yeah, have a think about it. I mean, it does give you something to think about. Are they really supporting us on a, on a deeper level or is it just very superficial? I'm sure we can call out quite a few labels out there. And, and not just clothing, all sorts. Banks. That was just one that come to mind. I don't see the rainbow flag every other month. Pink washing. Are these brands cashing in on our pink pound? Not the pound, pink dollar, and NZ and food for thought. Okay, let's go into a beat fun and then we can get into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. The next beat up is FKJ and Masigo. Tada!
she hit me like that. Saw that thing so beautiful. That she just hit my heart. Oh, that full force and she got me like that. I be like that. Why you so fried? Welcome back, Kahukura Fana. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, the TuneIn app, accessradio.org, Apple Podcasts, accessmedia.nz, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat Out, you got Lady H on your mic for your Funky Friday. We love having you on board. That last beat there, FKJ and Masigo. Ta-da! Okay, that sounded a bit different, but anywho, interesting jam, eh, Fano? Let's go into what is hot and happening for your coming weekend. So, for your Friday Fano Explore Festival happening at Ta Papakanga Regional Park, and you need to get tickets from www.iticket.co.nz. Go to Explore. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That festival's always going off. Retreat me, Coromandel Girls Weekend. Oh, it's full, Matarangi. Sorry, whānau. Hibiscus Multicultural Festival. This from 5.30 to 9.30pm at HBC Sports Cave. Let's check out what part of the country that is in Karepiro Drive in Whangaparua. Nice. It's a free event, whānau, going on for four hours. Rurangi, the movie at Manawa with Q&A panel. All very nice. That's happening, so that event is held by Malgra, the Manawa Museum of Art, Science and Heritage. That's 326 Main Street in Palmerston North. Get your tickets at tinyurl.com. Rurangi, P-N-T-H. Stepanang. A night in Pam's Bush with Pamela Hancock. That's happening at Aru Park. That is hosted by the Wellington Pride Festival in Aru Street, Wellywood. And it is free whānau. Sounds like an entertaining night. And you see in Auckland at the Logan Campbell Centre for your Fage the 26th. That's 217 Green Lane Road West, Auckland. And yes, you do need tickets whānau. Go to Bookface to find out more. Carnage Comedy Show 2021 at the Fringe Bar. The event is hosted by Hugo Girl, that's 28 Allen Street, in the Aro Welly Wood. Go to eventfinder.co.nz to get yourself some ticks. Nutri-Grain Iron Man New Zealand is happening in Taupo. Stunning, that's for your Saturday annual Sunday. Ah, March with the Green MPs at the Pride Hikoi. Mmm... Jervois Quay in Wellywood. That sounds stunning. Now, if it is the Pride uh, Walk, I believe that's been postponed by the actual committee. Double check that on Bookface Fano. Moko 2, Moko Ora Hogwarts Workshop at the Western Community Centre here in our very own H Town, hosted by uh, Wahine Kura. Uh, that is a five-hour event, and it is free. It's a wānanga for boys and girls between the ages of five to eight years old. Allowing space for, for kids to develop their natural skills. Island time on Motutapu, home bay Motutapu. That's for your Saturday and your Sunday. Out in the city, Wellington Pride Festival in Cuba Street, Wellywood. Now that's got to be a got to be a good one. Wellington Pride Festival is your host for that, and the bo- the bomb bay bomb shell. Car pie. That's a free event. Farno, just rock on up for whole six hours. Earth's Kitchen Sunscreen Run and Walk for a Cleaner Coastline. Car pie. That's happening at the Takapuna Beach in North Shore Wellywood. You need to get tickets, so go to www.waterborne.co.nz. Uh, forward slash event. Rainbow Storytime with Hugo Girl and friends at the Lower Hutt War Memorial Library. Again, hosted by Wellington Pride Festival and Hugo Girl. The price is free. Just rock on up. Still on your Saturday, Love Boat Soiree. Happening at the Long Room. 114 Ponsonby Road in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Go to eventfinder.co.nz. 
to get your ticks. Summersby Freaks Out East Fantasy Edition. Hmm, that sounds interesting. 117 Kerwin Ave East Tamaki Industrial Manuko. Get your tickets from eventbrite.co.nz. Oh, you can do a laneway option. The theme for this ngaho is fantasy. So big fat lineup um, for DJs and sounds going off. Uh, brought to you by Summersby Crisp Apple Low Sugar Cider. R18 event, no ID, no entry. So apparently Auckland Rainbow Parade is happening on your set date, 1800. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get quizzical. Oh, that's at 20 Tane Street in Taitawelli Wood. And that is free. Go along. It's a free queer quiz for ages 13 plus. You need to register your team of two to six people by emailing libraries events at hutsity.org govd.nz limited spaces so you've got to get in quick and it is a free event for now the people people eat a pop concert at cuba street in wellywood jungle boogie with sanson live flamingo pier frank booker and sandy sandy someone at the titirangi war memorial hall and that's that's the titirangi festival tickets via eventbrite fun a night of the races piper blaster drag show happening at the cambridge raceway in waikato that's one taylor street get your tickets uh, on bookface big long application there but hey huh go to bookface to find out more white chapel jack at lee sawmill cafe oh nice well, i like me a bit of white chapel jack no homo queer comedy in wellington Wellywood, uh, and that's hosted by the Wellington Pride Festival at the Michael Fowler Centre. That's 11, no, 111 Wakefield Street in Wellywood. Get your tickets from www.moshticks.co.nz. Urge Underwear, uh, that's at the Dogs Bollocks in Wellywood for your Saturday, the 27th of March. To Newton Road in Auckland. Go to iTicket.co.nz to get your ticks far now. For your Sunday, learn to brew with Waikiri Co. $40 limited spaces at 202 Commerce Street in Frankton. That's our very own H-Town. And for your week coming, Monday the 29th, Queer Youth Zine Workshop, 138 Wakefield Street in Te Arawalewood. Tuesday has a Pride Scavenger Hunt at Lower Hutt War Memorial Library. Brisbane has uh, the Festival Incorporated Annual General Meeting. So the Queensland Council for LGBTI Health are having a hui there. Thursday for your 1st of April, Rangatahi Organising an Advocacy Workshop hosted by Inside Out. Good George, meet the Brewer da- uh, Dinner. Oh, nice, in Hamilton. Drag Bingo at the Alex Alexandra Park. This is for your Thursday the 1st. 239 Green Lane West, and it is free whānau. Stunning, stunning, and stunning. That is what is hot and happening for your coming weekend. I'm sure there's multiple, hundreds more of events going on for your weekend. Post them up 
to flat out pride wherever you can and let's bring our whanau out while we still have space and time and energy to be able to do so because who knows when those levels may change hmm? anywho that's me whanau signing off hope you all have a fabulous week you've had a fabulous week you have a fabulous weekend wherever you are whatever you get up to whoever you get up to be safe on the streets and in the sheets condom and lube are your safest form of protection fun i'm gonna leave you with a bit wiza wza give it all the extended mix have a fab weekend catch you up next week Modi order. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.